Hello and welcome to the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Georgia G, multi-passionate success coach and healer for purpose-driven female entrepreneurs. If you're ready to get out of your own way so you can build a wildly profitable business from your passions, this show is for you. Tune in every Tuesday for inspiring interviews and mindset tools to heal self-sabotage so you can double your income, reach those big business goals that have eluded you up until now, and create a life of freedom and abundance on your own terms. My guest today is Deepa Liu, a spiritual success mentor and coach, sacred artist and podcast host of The Creative Mystic. She works with spiritual, creative entrepreneurs who want to know their true heart's desires, feel the divine presence and find and fulfill their holy calling so they can step into the greatness. In this conversation, we talk about how you too can find your purpose and live it out in the world so you can use your gifts to do the work you were born to do and live an abundant life on your own terms. Let's dive in. Welcome, Deep. I'm so glad that you are here with us today. You know, we have so much to discuss. You do so many things and I'm really curious to hear more about you and your story. But first, can you share a bit more with our listeners about your story and how you came to this work? Thank you for having me here. I just really appreciate your interest in it. I've been on the spiritual path a long time, but I was a person who I would say I was non-visual. If someone did a guided meditation, I wouldn't see a thing. I would feel things from the meditation, but I wouldn't see anything. And so I'd been on the spiritual path. We'd been in our own business, but I was really feeling kind of like, what's the next thing? And so my wife actually recommended that. Why don't you go take an art class? You're a creative person. You love to create things. So I said, oh, okay, let me take an art class. So I went and took an oil painting class. And I started doing it and I just loved it. I was like, oh, I love this. I want to do this you know, like, like every day if I can. And so I started going to the art studio five days a week and I started painting. And as I was doing that, I started to have this desire, you know, like this feeling. I want to create sacred art. I want to create spiritual beings. And my first one I wanted to create was Yogananda. So I'm saying, you know, Yogananda, but that's behind my shoulder there. Yogananda is Hansa Yogananda, who wrote Autobiography of a Yogi. And I wanted to paint him where like when they saw the image, they would feel his energy and his power. And I had this thing I wanted to do, but it was a secret. Like for only eyes, I had this thought, I want to do this, you know? So I started painting his, his image and everything. And when I got done, I oh, thought, oh, it looks pretty good, you know? And one of my co-students came by and said, hey, Yogananda's in the house, you know? And I thought, okay, I did a pretty good job. But that's not the amazing part of the story. The amazing part of the story is I put him up to dry, came back a week later, and some lady I'd never seen before comes up to me in the art studio and says, are you the one who painted Yogananda? And I said, yeah, well, yes, I am. She goes, well, I just have to tell you, I, when I look at this painting, I feel his power and his energy in it. You know, I feel like I'm being blessed by him. And, um, and she goes, and, and I know I'm a disciple of his. So I said, oh, and on the outside, I'm like, well, thank you. But on the inside, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, it worked, it worked, it worked. <laughs> you know? And that was the beginning of me going, oh my goodness, this desire I have to like create these spiritual beings where you can feel their energy and be blessed by them through the, in these paintings, it worked. So I decided to do it again and did it with Our Lady of Guadalupe, which is the color one, had a similar experience with it where somebody talked about they'd seen the original and could feel the energy and vibration. And she even said, you could go sell this for thousands of dollars, you know, and I started <laughs> laughing. But then as I continued to create art, I have a spiritual practice I do every day. I meditate and chant every day. And I would meditate and all of a sudden these visions started coming from being this non-visual to having these visions. And I was like, wow, I'm starting to have visions. Wow, this is cool. But at first I didn't even know what they were. I just thought, okay, I'm having visions. But as they kept coming, kept also coming and telling me like, 
oh, there's a scene or they're here with something. And, and I'm like, oh, and so I started to realize as they were coming, these are spirit guides that want to come in some, they want me to paint them in a physical form with their blessings infused into this portal. And so a portal wow. is a doorway to connect with this, this divine presence. There's more to the story, but that's what got me going. I'm like painting these spirit guide portals, you know, you just start getting visions and creating them. And I would bless them and pray over the canvas and invite that spirit guide in their energy to be in the portal. I play certain music that keeps me in a good vibration, you know, so I started to do all that and create these portals. And I thought, okay, well, let me make G clays, which are high end museum like reproductions for people, you know, and I thought, okay, I'm doing that. But then what happened was got another download. I got this download from my spirit guides saying, I want you to put on your website that you can tune into somebody's energy and help them overcome a challenge or, or manifest purpose. And you can tune in their energy and see the spirit guide that's here to help them. And I was like, uh, all right, I'll put it on my website. But I didn't even know if I could do it. At that point in my life was like, I follow divine guidance, even if I don't know the how I'm gonna, so I put it up on my website. And I was afraid because I don't even know if I can do this. I'm just following divine guidance and putting, but I didn't tell a soul. Just give them that where you have something, like you kind of get supposed to do it. You kind of keep it secret too. So I put it on my website, but never promoted it, never told me about it. I just left it there. And then about a year later, it went up for like me a year, year and a half. I realized me was like kind of a closet where certain things hidden from people, family, because I thought because they're not spiritual at all. And I realized I need to a spiritual closet. Put my stake in the ground be afraid I like to let every part of my spirituality out every and so the business training and i said they they get up and say what i do because everybody got to get up and do a little minute or two little what here's what you do so when it came to me i got up and i talked about the spirituality and all the things i did and i sat back down not thinking anything's going to come from it i just did it for that intention you know how you put an intention into the world well i put this intention that okay i'm coming completely out of the spiritual closet i'm not gonna hide any of me anymore went home from the training 24 hours later i opened up my email and there's an email and they're saying I see you do this thing on your website. It's got a spirit guide portal. You call the personal divine presence portal. I think I want one. Can we talk to find, so I can find out more about it? I almost fell off my chair. I was like, oh my goodness, somebody wants one. I'm like, gee, oh, okay. So I set up the appointment, but all the whole time on the inside, I was like, I hope I can do this. <laughs> I hope I can do this. <laughs> but then I, to, to calm myself, what I would do is I just said, well, worst case scenario is I have to give her her money back. That's the worst case scenario. I just give her her money back. <laughs> so we met. I explained to her because I had gotten a download of how to do it, that you have one appointment where you help them come up with an intentional statement of whether they want help with or their purpose or overcoming a challenge. And then after they make that intention, we do meditation a little bit for like five, 10 minutes, and I'll get a vision. I'll get a vision and a message. And then I go away and paint it, create it, infuse it with all the energy and the message and the blessings that that spirit guide wants for that person. And then we have a second appointment. So the, I explained it to her and she's like, yeah, let's do it. So I made up a price on the amount point and said, let's do it. <laughs> but in the first appointment, the whole time, she kept talking about Mother Mary. Mother Mary, Mother Mary, Mother Mary, you know? And I was like, Okay, but when the vision, I didn't see Mother Mary. So I went and created it, but I was afraid that oh, she's going to be okay because Mother Mary did not show up. But I painted what I saw. And when we met for the second appointment, here, here's your you know, spirit guide portal. And I showed it to her and she looked at it. And all of a sudden, a tear started to come on down her eye. And I'm sitting there going, I think this is a good thing. <laughs> I think this is a good thing. And she said, I didn't tell you this but I had an Akashic reading many years ago 
and the woman told me I was supposed to work with a fairy. What I saw was a fairy and I had painted a fairy. And then I gave oh, her the wow. message and everything. And she was just like, that's right on. I see. It. And so she started to work with it. So that's how I got into creating the personal divine presence portals and creating sacred art was just following my intuition and the guidance I was getting. And then bringing, first of all, bringing the creativity and this mysticism, the spirituality together, that awakened my spiritual gifts. But I had to be willing to follow that intuitive guidance, even though I was afraid and didn't know the how. That is so inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. Most people, and that was one of them for a long time, we want to know the how. We Even we have like a nudge, an idea of what our purpose is. We don't take action until I know all the steps. And what I'm hearing you say is the other way around. Uh, even if you don't know the steps, so just trust that if this is the thing that is calling you, this is the next step that you're being shown. You just trust yourself. You don't trust the voice in your head that's saying, oh, this could go really wrong, or I'm not, I'm not meant for this. But you just trust the intuition that download, the divine calling that. I'm going to do this because I've been guided to do this. I'm just going to trust that and then the next steps appear. It's, it's so true. Exactly what you're saying, Georgia, is that, you know, like I've had so many clients come to me and say, well, if it was intuitive guidance, wouldn't I feel at peace and not be afraid? And I said, that's what everybody thinks, but it's not true. I said, what happens is initially you might feel some calmness some peace, but when you come out of like meditation or something, once you're in the world, your subconscious mind kicks in of all your programming and all of a sudden you're fearful. And if you let that fear stop you, you won't follow your divine guidance. You won't follow the intuitive sense that you have because the practical, logical, what part of you that wants to be safe and secure that's been programmed with that is going to stop you. It's one of the very things I work with with clients is that to help them overcome that voice that is the programming that's stopping them from moving forward. It's probably something that you do. Like you've got that mindset part where, you know, the sabotaging. So you work with the yes. mindset, right? That's sabotaging them. I really, what came to mind is you were saying, okay, but if he, it's my, if he's my calling, shouldn't I feel a peace? I remember this quote that probably I'm going to butcher it, but it said something like, God will not have his work when manifest by cowards. So that fear is always going to be there because we are human and we have an ego that is trying to protect us, but we have a choice. We can listen to the ego and stay small and stay stuck, or we can listen to God, divine spirit, and trust that that is the thing that calls at you. That's what you are meant to be doing. And I also want to touch on what you said about merging that creative side with spirituality, and especially in a society when we are so logical, we are programmed to be practical. Creativity and spirituality are both really squashed. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree with you, Georgia. Totally agree with you. Yeah. So can you share more about how we can reconnect with our creativity and how imaginary spirituality can actually help us find our purpose? Acknowledging you are this creative being, that we've been so programmed in our society, especially here in America, that, you know, do the practical, logical, responsible thing that they don't, people don't even realize that they're squishing their creativity and their spiritual truth that's within them, especially their true heart's desire. It's one, something that I really believe in is that people have to follow their true heart's desire and they have to start practicing doing that because it's been so squished by our programming of doing the responsible, logical thing. And our subconscious mind wants to keep us safe and secure. And that keeps us just stuck in the same place and fearful and nervous or anxiety ridden or whatever it is for you, that you who's listening, because it shows up slightly different for each person. But you know that that keeps you kind of stuck. So you have to acknowledge that you're a creative person in the first place that you know, you're meant to create something. It doesn't necessarily necessarily mean art, I'm doing the sacred art, but you're here to create something, you know, like architect, create buildings, but they're using the creative process. 
programmers create programs, but they're using their creative process. Now I'm for all for creativity of like art or things you like to make that aren't necessarily what some would call like doing a programming, what a program would do, because it, it, it actually accesses another part of your brain, another part of your, your consciousness, I should say, not, not so much your brain. And when you actually invite in spirit to help you, it just blows the top off of like whatever cap you've been having. That's what happened for me by inviting. I want to create this sacred art. I want to create this energy on the planet. That's going to help transform people's lives themselves and the world. That's like the reason why I create all these sacred art and spirit guide portals is because I really want people to start to do what's true in their heart. And our spirit guides are here to help with that. So by bringing the creativity and spirituality together, it just like blew the top off for me. It gave me permission to like stop thinking from my logical mind so much. I would still have that habit. If I was really tired, it would pull me over. I'd be like, oh, I need to do these practical things in my business. And sometimes I wouldn't paint and I'd have to go, no, 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 wait. The most important part is this, because what I find is when you bring the creativity and the mysticism, those spiritual experiences together, it connects you with what's true in your heart. And that's the key to you being happy, joyful, fulfilled, and finding your purpose. You cannot find your purpose if you don't know what's going on in your heart's desire. Because if you cut off from it and you always squish it, I bet you've met a lot of people, right? That go, oh, I want to find my purpose, but they have no clue what it is, right? Yeah. It never fails to surprise me. Is that I work with women. A lot of women come to me and say, I don't have any idea what my purpose is. I don't know what to do in my life. But then when we start in our session, when we start talking, the first, maybe second session, but mostly the first, the thing comes up. It comes out, it always comes out. But the next second is like, but I can't do that because it's not practical, it's not logical. And so they keep going around in circles thinking that, oh, I need to find my purpose. You know, you're just, it, it's just not logical. And so you disqualify it. But you know, deep down, you know. Yeah. No, experience. no, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Deep down, everybody knows, but they don't think they know. And the reason why is they've gotten so used to squishing, you know, it that they don't even know they know, you know, they, they just go, well, no, I have no clue. And they say, well, can I ask your spirit guide? Because when I work with my spirit guide portals, they will give intuitive messages. So when I work with them in my coaching and things like that, they give messages and, and will guide the person of what's blocking them, what they need to do to kind of step into their purpose. And they go, well, can I just ask them what, what my purpose is? I said, you can, but I'll be honest. If you just ask and they tell you, you won't be able to take it in. I've watched it happen many times. You know, you have to be ready to like become aware of it on your own and then you'll act on it. Don't you find that's true? It is true because I feel our purpose is, I mean, most people think oh, my purpose is like to be an architect or to be a teacher, but that's more the vehicle of how the purpose is implemented. The, the purpose is something, it's, it's, it's a big vision. It can be quite overwhelming for people to, okay, part of my purpose is to empower women, like to heal self-sabotage. And when I say that, it's it is so big that it kind of scares me and then the ego comes in and it says oh how can i do that that is not me but if you just give me the first step the first nugget then that is something that i can afford then in the end i will find the purpose and i i will fulfill the purpose but it's not so overwhelming as if we were just to give it to him because if you give it to me i would the ego would just talk me out of it if I don't tell, right. it's hard to trust. We are not taught to trust. We are taught, again, to trust the logical mind, not to trust our intuition. Totally. In fact, one of the things I tell people, the biggest programming we all have to overcome is that saying, I'll believe it when I see it. Because if you have to wait to see it, the most, like, spirits unseen we don't see spirit with our physical eyes for most people so if you're waiting to see it 
I want to say the biggest falsehood that we've been programmed with, that the truth is something that you see with your eyes. I said, no, you have to change that programming. You have to believe it. Then you're going to see it. If you're waiting to see it first to believe it, you're never going to move beyond where you are because we've been programmed, like you said, you know, do what's practical, logical, responsible. And we keep repeating this, but I want your listeners to really get, this is the biggest programming that's stopping you. <laughs> and, and that's why our spirit guides are here to help. I talk about that, like your spirit guides are here to help you have faster spiritual growth, faster transformation, because they're helping you to kind of bypass that programming if you follow the guidance. So they give you guidance of here's what's going to help you overcome maybe the block or what's stopping you from seeing it. Here's what's going to help you maybe go towards your purpose, you know, but you have to trust it enough to act on it. Um, because if you don't, then you'll just stay stuck in the circle, you know, but your spirit guide's here to help you bypass all that broke programming. If you can trust your guide and do what they're recommending and do, do the, the guidance. And, and I want to play a bit of Davis advocate here because I think there will be some people at home that are listening to this and they may be thinking, this sounds amazing, but I don't hear my spirit guides. I don't get these downloads. I don't get these nudges. So what would you say to that person? How would you help that person find their purpose? Well, the first thing I do with everybody is I tell them to start practicing, at least acknowledging what's true in their heart. We all get these little inklings. We're so busy in our day or our subconscious mind kicks in so fast that we think we have a little feeling of like, oh, I really want to go do help this or do that. Or I want to paint like mine was I want to paint every day. But most people, what happens right away, if that, that feeling came in for someone who has a job, oh, I want to pay, oh, I can't do that. I'm too busy. I got an eight, eight, five job. I can't vote. And, and that logical mind squished it before it could even come out for them to admit and acknowledge that, oh, what's really true in my heart is I want to be a painter or I want to be a spiritual person or I want, they go do spirituality, but they won't like let them go completely full in. Is that making sense what I'm saying? It does. Yes. Yeah. So like one of the things I do whenever I work with people who want to start to maybe work with me as a coach or something, because I help people with like developing their intuition with their spirit guides, but also stepping into their purpose, what I call a holy calling and, and actually acting on it and, and manifesting it, is I tell people when they come to talk with me, as I say to them, I'm going to coach you right now. And you have to start practicing coming from what's true, not what you can afford or what's responsible or what, you know, is practical and logical. You just want to be acknowledging the truth. And they go, okay. And they go, well, can you tell me like your three coaching, you know, what, how you work with me on coaching? And I'll tell them my three coaching levels. I said, but I'm not going to give you the price and I'm not trying to manipulate you. What I want you to do is just honestly answer what's true for you because most people make the decision on what the price is and they don't ever acknowledge the truth. And then they go, oh, that makes me nervous. I go, I know it does. I'm not going to make you do it. I want you to start practicing, acknowledging what's true for you. What do you truly need to support yourself, to be the best you, to achieve your goal that you want? You've got to stop coming from what I can afford, what's responsible, what's logical, what I should do, because that squishes what's true in your heart. And you can't ever figure out or, or acknowledge it your purpose if you keep coming from those places because that's what's squishing it so then and i say and after you i tell them to you then you put your hand on your heart and really connect with the what's true for me and that becomes a practice of what you do and more things than just this i'm just using that as an example you should see people's resistance to you they all like well i don't want to do that i got to know what i can afford it and i'm like but this is the very thing that's blocking you from knowing what's true for you if you want to manifest you go here's the truth now, how can I manifest the money to have this? And they're like, yeah. oh, well, that makes sense, you know, but that fear of being irresponsible or doing something that's not logical gets people caught in that hook. It does. I, I experienced this a lot as well. When you are coming from the truth and you know that that is the thing that you want to do. Sometimes you say yes in the moment, then you go into, into the world and you're telling people, I'm investing in this, I'm doing this thing. And now you are taking on that limiting beliefs, that limitation, that 
and then the excitement starts to win again and you just shrink again. And these are all self-imposed limitations. If you are called, if you are divinely called to do something, you're going to be provided with the means to do it. If you are called to work with a coach, you're going to get the money to work with a coach. If you want to well, change jobs, you're going to find the opportunity to change jobs. It's going back to that, to the trust, trusting what's true for you, not trusting what your mind telling you or what other people are, are telling you. Yeah. Well, that's the great thing about creativity and the spirituality. When you are doing the creative process or doing spiritual practices, it's getting you out of that logical, responsible, what I can afford mind. And that's why I think it really just blows the top off for people's gifts because you get out of this mindset of I got to do what's responsible and logical and what I can afford into, ah, what's possible when you're creating. How can I do that? Oh, let me try this. And, and then you bring in, invite spirit in whatever form you call or resonate with. And then they just give you all these different ideas because everything that we want to create is already here on the energetic level. It just hasn't come into form yet. It's really what we're doing is when you get into creativity and connecting with your higher power is we're connecting what I always say to the ethers that are around to all of this creativity of what is just waiting to come into manifest form. Whether it's your painting, a, an oil painting or making a cabinet out of wood. It's you tuning into that. And when you invite in your higher power with the creative process, it just it's amazing what can happen. I, I've seen clients just transform in their energy when I start having them do, like you're getting guidance to do some creative art. I want you to paint some water with watercolors. And not because you're trying to be an artist, but just to access that in creative energy. When you're accessing it, I've watched people's energy totally change. And I find creativity and spirituality, mysticism, are the two things if anybody's looking to feel more joy in their life, it is the thing that awakens your joy. It connects you back to your joy. When I do it, I can just feel like something's been woken up in me or it's been fed. The flame of joy has been fed by doing those things. Hey, Georgia here. I want to take a quick moment to tell you something. A few years ago, I was stuck in what I call strategy hell. I was literally doing everything to grow my business. I was on all the social media platforms, doing webinars, going to networking events, writing blog posts, sending out newsletters, you name it, I did it. And my business was growing at a snail's pace. It was so frustrating because I couldn't have worked any harder. I was already overwhelmed and burned out. Do you ever feel like that? It wasn't until a random encounter with a coach that I realized being in strategy hell is a form of self-sabotage. You think you're doing everything to grow your business. In reality, you're stuck in busy work because you're afraid of what might happen if you went all in or reached your goals. In my case, I had a massive fear that if I became more successful than my family, my friends, and my partner, they wouldn't love me anymore and they leave me. This fear was buried so deep in my subconscious that I wasn't aware of it until I had a powerful session with my coach. And yet, the fear was running my business and making sure I'd never reached my goal. It was only once I healed the fear that I was able to double my income in a few short months. And my loved one didn't leave me. If you too are working hard, trying all these strategies to go to the next level in your business, you don't need one more strategy. You already have all the strategies you need. If nothing is working, it's because there's a limiting belief that's sabotaging all your efforts. Maybe like me, you're afraid that if you are too successful, you won't fit in with your friends and family anymore and you lose them. Maybe you don't think you are good enough at what you do and they're afraid that if you put yourself out there in a big way, you'll be exposed as a fraud. 
or maybe deep down you don't believe you're worthy of money and success. Whatever it is, trying to grow a business with these limiting beliefs running in your subconscious is like driving a car with a brake on. No matter how hard you try, you're going to stay stuck where you are. If you want to go to the next level in your business and reach those big income and business goals that have eluded you up until now, you must first heal all those limiting beliefs and all stories that are sabotaging you. Once those self-imposed limitations melt away, you'll be able to step out of strategy hell and confidently take action towards your goals. Those tasks that used to feel hard or scary, like going live on Instagram, doing sales calls, or being a regular guest on podcasts, will now feel easy and fun and you'll be able to reach your goals with ease. If you know, deep down, that healing those limiting beliefs and old stories is the missing piece in getting the results and money you want in your business and you are ready to drop the hustle and step into your six figures mindset, I invite you to book a discovery call with me. On the call, you get coaching on the number one limiting belief, the sabotaging your success and keeping you from reaching your next income level. And if we both feel it's a fit, you'll discover how we can work together to heal the limiting beliefs that are sabotaging you, so you can finally build a wildly profitable business from your passions and enjoy financial allocation and time freedom. Remember, the world needs all of your treasures. It's your time to get out of your own way so you can do the work you are meant to do in the world and live a life of freedom on your own terms. These one-on-one calls are limited, so if you are ready to finally make your vision board become your reality, click on the link in the show notes and book in today. I relate so much to, to that we are taught to the responsible thing and to work. And when I did that, like literally nothing was flowing. I was not inspired. I was not creative. I was working a lot, but not getting results. And literally my coach just challenged me to stop working so much, work fewer hours and just no, go out. What brings you joy? What are the things that... Uh, feel the creativity and to be honest I didn't know <laughs> because yeah. I have been so disconnected that I didn't know and the first day that I stopped working at 3 p.m I was like what am I going to do now I have all this free time for the rest of the day <laughs> and starting cleaning the house and these practical things but then over time I said oh actually I would like to explore the area of land you know I would love to go and see a play and the more I gave myself permission to do those things, even though on the surface they are not connected to my purpose and my job, because I was filling my own cup, I was uh, taking time off, I was just doing the things that bring me joy, that started bringing that creativity in. And now actually I had the opposite works. now I have too many ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a very good Hello. place to be, that's a good place to be. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about just changing the habit, to change the habit of working so many hours. And most of us are ruled by our habits. Talked about that, how your habit, the way you think, the habit of what you do. And you don't even think of me because the habit just kicks in and the People don't even take the time to ask. And that's part of the Western world is that go, 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 busy, busy, busy makes it so people don't know what's going on with them because they don't take the time yes. in order to be aware of what you really truly feel and desire. You have to take some time with yourself to like check in what, what, you know, what is true, what's going on with me? How do I feel on every level, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, not just how do I feel physically, but how do I feel emotionally, spiritually? Am I, do I feel like mentally is like, are you bored? If someone's bored, then something's missing in your life. And that means there's supposed to be a transition, a change. 
but people, it's the biggest thing people are afraid of is change, but they want change. They want something to be different in their life, but they don't want to have to change. Yes. <laughs> I was actually having this conversation with a friend earlier that we all know that things are not working the way that we are doing it. And we know that there, there must be a change. But we want other people to change. We don't want to change. We want to keep our own habits. And we think, oh, if only that person would change the way they speak to me, they will, what they say to me, what they do to me. Other people can change. But if you keep your same habits, if you keep your same thinking patterns, you are still going to repeat the, the same behavior. And you're still going to have the same results that you don't like. Exactly. I'm a believer in your you're the creator of your reality. So if you keep seeing certain kinds of people in your life, you have to kind of look back at yourself and go, what do I need to shift in my consciousness and what I'm thinking and believing and doing so I can have a different result on the outside? And it's not about blaming yourself or looking at like something's wrong with you, but it's actually empowering you to go, hey, wait a minute. If I'm not liking what I'm seeing, I can actually change it by shifting something, changing something, healing. I'm a big believer. I love the fact that you call yourself a healer because I tell people, everybody, everybody that I've ever met on the planet has some kind of emotional wound that yeah. needs to be healed. And that emotional wound is driving what you're doing. So if you see something that you don't like in your life, you want to look back and go, what do I need to heal? That's creating this very thing I don't like because I'm 99% just, it's always something that's from the past, most likely when you were young, you know, it could be really small child, but somewhere in your childhood, maybe even a teenager, but somewhere in there, as you're growing up, that something happened that made you believe something that creates that reality. And you have to start to look at what do I need to heal to, so that I can transform what I'm thinking, the vibration that I'm going at. And that's the whole purpose of like my art. Yeah, my spirit guide portals, the personal divine presence portals is it's about bringing a different trans vibration into your home, into your life, because everything is energy. Everything that's energy is affecting you in some way. So the things in your home and what you watch on TV, what you listen to, all is affecting you, even if you're not aware that it is, it is. And so you want to really be consciously choosing what, what do I bring into my home? Things that make me feel expansive and uplifted or things that, you know, make me feel stuck or worried and, and especially TV or movies. I, I'm not down in movies or anything. I watch them, but some of the topics, who would want to watch that? <laughs> I don't want that in my consciousness. <laughs> I agree. I completely agree. And I'm glad you mentioned this because when it comes to healing, I think there was this misunderstanding that I also had way back that you need to heal the big traumas, death of a loved one uh, or something really horrible, like bullying as a child. And one thing that I noticed that not everyone has big traumas, honest trauma. Like there are even this, some, some small things that you don't think that like comments of made in passing, something that you just see on TV, we consider them small things, right? You don't see that that can actually create a wound inside you, but actually they can. I remember my mom, bless her, she's, she's a loveless woman, but she would actually say, when I was misbehaving, that I was a bad girl. And it's such, it's such a comment in passing, she just said, without even thinking, but for years, living with this idea that I was a bad person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and that really did affect my, in my business, because I think if I'm a bad person, I don't deserve success. I don't deserve money. I don't deserve abundance. And so again, sometimes the cause can be something really small and something that no one ever meant to do or say to you, but that creates a wound that needs to be healed before you can actually connect to your true self. I totally agree with you. I mean, and the thing is, is that when you're growing up in it, Georgia, you don't even know if something's dysfunctional. Yes. Yeah. You know, you, because you grew up with this, so you just think it's the norm. I grew up with my parents taking us to uh, the casinos because my dad was a big time gambler. 
Okay. Went through my whole childhood not thinking anything was dysfunctional about it because I just thought that's what life is. But they would go to the casinos and they didn't have the money to stay in a hotel room sometimes. So we would sleep in the back of the camper in the parking lot at the casino. As a little kid, I just thought, whatever. You know, as I went through my own healing process as an adult, I was like, I think my father had a gambling problem. Because we were, you should not be sleeping in the parking lot of the casino and you shouldn't be gambling if you don't have the money to pay for a hotel room. But see, his mind was like, he had more to to go gamble. So, but I grew up with it. So who thought anything was wrong with it? It was not until my healing process happened. I go, I think some of this had an effect on me and created some (laughs) wounds that I didn't know. (laughs) know? And so you think it's normal, but is it stopping you in some way? Is it keeping you stuck? Is it, you know? making it so you're not stepping into that true heart's desire, that purpose, what what you call purpose, I call holy calling. Whatever you saw, heard, overheard, it was said to you, or you experienced in some way is what programmed you. And that programming is operating 24 seven, unless you become highly aware that you're gonna choose something different and that you're gonna heal whatever is behind it that's making you do this pattern that you have. Yeah. I find the things that hold you back the most are the things that you're not even aware of. Because as mm-hmm. you said, living in it, growing up in it, you think that they are the norm. And at the same time, even when you're going through bad times in your life, you are always guided. Like your spirit guides are always there to help you create awareness to help you get out of the situation. And it's just up to you if you are open to listening to the guidance or if you just shut down. I want to leave people with a message of hope that you, again, you're always guided towards, towards your best life, towards your higher self. I tell people, because people will ask me sometimes, well, do I have a spirit guide? I, do I have a spirit guide? And I say, well, everybody has some. I said, you have some spirit guides that are with you for your lifetime, some that drop in just for helping you with some certain thing. I said, and she goes, well, and then the next question is, well, but I don't get any messages. How come? And I said, well, they are always trying to communicate with you, but you probably don't understand that the language that they're speaking in, because they don't just say, do A, B, C, D. They come in and they communicate in different ways. Sometimes it's symbolically. If you're an empath, like I'm an empath. So when mine first started speaking to me, it came in through feelings in my body. When my wife first met me, I could always find a parking spot in any, I can still find them. But I mean, back then she didn't know. We'd go to some festival or something that was really crowded where thousands and thousands of people were going and parking's limited. She goes, okay, well, where's the parking spot? And I go, okay, drive down here, go right, go left. Go. There it is. She goes, how do you do that? I said, I can feel it. She said, you can feel, yeah, I can feel there's a parking spot. And I just keep telling you to turn because I can, I'm getting you to where I feel it. And so she says, you know, but, but that was because I'm an empath. So my, my intuition spoke to very much in a feeling way. So when my spirit guides come to me, now they come and they communicate many different ways. But in the beginning, it was through feeling, you know, what was going on feeling. So if you're looking for them to say like certain words, you might be looking forever if you're wired as an empath. So I tell people, it depends how you're wired will depend on how the spirit guide is communicating in the beginning. Because most likely they try to communicate in a way that you're naturally wired. But if you're not looking for that, if you have this, I want it to come in this form, if you know somebody who does intuitive readings for you and you want it to show up the way that person does it, you're going to miss the communication from your spirit guides because you're so fixated on, I want it to look like this. I want to be able to do that the way so-and-so does it. I go, and you got to let go of doing it the way so-and-so does it and look at like, how are my spirit guides speaking to me? How do I you know, receive the messages? And then you have to build a relationship with them. You know, if you had a best friend, and you never talk to them, how long would they stay your best friend? And how long would they, they wouldn't keep communicating to you if you never listened. They, now the spirit guy's never going to go away. I tell people that, but they quiet down. They give a few less messages if you're never open because they, they go, oh, well, they're not ready. We keep trying to communicate this thing, but they're not ready. 
but you're never alone and that's the thing i want people to get is yeah. you're never alone and if you want to start developing it you know practice you know start to like honor the way you're wired and listen to the way that is coming is that yes. making sense it does and can i just say that if we suddenly started i, mean, I don't know about you but if i if i suddenly started hearing voices in my head telling me what to do i will freak out so, <laughs> <laughs> so i mean there is something to be said for the spirit guys to communicate in gentler ways through feelings to signs so that you get the message right you don't think that you're going crazy <laughs> Well, I met this man one time, him him and his wife, and we were talking. I'd met him several times. And he says, well, we're looking for a sign. We're looking for a sign because they were thinking about moving out of New York. And I said, and they had been telling me things had been happening. And to me, it seemed like they'd gotten plenty of signs, you know, but I don't ever tell people what to do. And I said, well, what are you looking for in your sign? He goes, well, I want a clear sign. I'm like, are you looking for you here like the God from the heavens, the voice from the heavens to boom down and tell you the exact thing? He goes, well, yeah. I said, well, you know, I hate to test, but that's not how spirit usually communicates to people, especially in the beginning. And he's like, I go, so if you're waiting for that, you might be waiting a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I do like to ask for signs. And just recently, an example, there was this person that we were separated for a while. And I was making up all these stories in my head. Should I get in touch? What are they going to think? Maybe they just hate me now. And I said, okay, if I am meant to, if I am meant to be to this person, send me a sign. And I wake up, the first thing that I see this morning is like a mess that this person has joined an app that I was on. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and I do nothing. And then during the day, I walk through through London with I listen to music, and there is a song that comes on that perfectly describes our relationship. And I was like, I think someone is trying to tell me something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see two signs. <laughs> and then I was, I was walking by. I was walking by the place where I first met this person. And I was like, okay, I'm texting. <laughs> I am texting. And, and the outcome was the most favorable outcome that I could have hoped for. And so, again, if you are open, these things are going to come to you. Again, you have to be able to be open and to be able to understand the language of the spirit guy, which takes, it takes practice. Sometimes when you get the first sign, you still are like, I'm not so sure. Yeah. But you got it by two. So that's really good. Yes. I think, I think Sometimes that... people need it three, four, five, six before they go, Because huh. <laughs> I, I, am, I am getting better now. I'm just trusting that I'm learning to trust more and more that if I ask for a sign, I get the sign. Don't overthinking, just trust. Right. So true. Sometimes I'll get a sign that's you know, not like something in my, like, so I get words like from my spirit guys, they'll pop words in my head. Okay. So, and I'm used to that now happening, yes. but that doesn't mean like when I give the, in my coaching sessions, the message that it's always that sometimes it's an impression where I have to translate it to, hmm, this is the impression I'm getting, blah, 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 blah. And if the person doesn't get it, I go, well, and I, I say it slightly differently and they go, oh yeah. So it, there's a translation process on my side of it sometimes where I have to make sure, but when things happen in my my life where you see things usually I get it on the first sign in that I'm like oh divine mother is speaking to me I need to do this thing but then I sometimes I'm not doing it yet I'm planning to do it later and then I see it again I, I didn't just right away because it happened like twice and this so I know that that when I see it the second time this isn't something I can wait on you know I need to act on it now and so that's what my second thing now when I see it I go oh got to do it now I can't wait yeah you know, I need to act on it because they're letting me know again right away because my delay is not good. <laughs> so I, I just go and I do it. Like, let me go do this thing. I, I got to go do it now. But yeah. th that develops. You have to figure that out for you, you know, like understand the translation process for you. And in intuition and creativity and, and mysticism is going to help that, that trust in that relationship because that's what it is. It's trusting that relationship, trusting yes. what you're getting. And trusting yourself too, because a lot of times I hear people say, well, I trust spirit, but 
I don't trust myself that I'm interpreting it correctly. <laughs> trust is huge. Learning to trust is a radical act in our society. And yet, when you uncover your purpose, you awaken your spiritual gifts, and you really come home to your full self and start doing the what you truly meant to be doing. And I could talk to you forever, but I also want to be conscious of time. So is there anything that you would like to mention before we wrap up? Oh, well, the only thing is if anybody resonates with what I do, is interested in maybe getting their own spirit guide portal, I like to offer a gift and it's a gift of a, what I call a next step, you know, connection call. It's complimentary, it's no cost to it. And all they have to do is go to deepaloo.com forward slash gift. I think you could probably put the link in there for them to make it easy for them and feel free to like set up a time. It's a 30 minute, you know, appointment where I kind of talk with you about you know, what might work for you and help you in whatever goal or, you know, what you're wanting to manifest in your life. That is an amazing gift, and we're definitely going to put the link in the show notes below for anyone who is interested. And I really do invite everyone, especially if you're still not sure what your purpose is, or if you're on the right path, to actually book a call and get the answer. <laughs> because if you feel cold, it's a sign there. <laughs> you need to book that call. Yeah, well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun talking to you, Georgia. Oh, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you for listening to the Treasures Within podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you found even one small nugget here to help you get out of your own way and build a successful business, share this episode with a friend or two so they can benefit from it too. Please follow this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a rating and a review. Believe it or not, every little action really does help to get the podcast found by other female entrepreneurs who need to hear this message too. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye for now.